Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got a guy coming back to town and a breakup letter you won't believe. Check it out, enjoy, share with friends. the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Free, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it one more time. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it works. That's right. Studio audience here. They are pumped. It's a new week. It's a new day. And it's a new time for you to tell a friend, tell a coworker, tell a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. We'll take them, okay? We want you to keep spreading the word. That's how it all works. And it feels, and it feels good. That's what it feels like every time someone posts their Instagram story exactly, that they're listening. Exactly like that. Sounds just like that, right? Spot I'll buble it. That's right. Hit me with some buble. Buble these nuts. And it feels good. Down. That's what song plays in my head every time you guys post it as your Instagram story or tweet about it or Facebook about it. Anything you post on social media about listening to the J Train podcast, that song just starts ringing in my ears. Oh, oh wait, I open up Instagram and then all of a sudden you're tag a bitch? You tagged a bitch? Oh, wait, this is me. I'm, I'm opening up Instagram. Okay. Sun in the sky. Uh, Scroll a bit. Scrolling a bit. Wait. Check the DMs. Is that is that red? Is that a is that a, a notification? My DMs. Uh, is that is that? Oh, I'll open it up. It, oh, is that is that someone posting it's the J Train podcast on their Instagram story? It's a new day. Oh. It's <gasps> a new life. Is it? Is it? Did they tag a bitch? For me. Oh. Look at that. They tagged the bitch. That, there it is. And that's this is when I and now I'm dancing around the park the apartment. No shirt. Completely naked. Balls of flapping. That's right. And then this is the rest of my day. This song is playing in my head. When you tag someone. A friend, a coworker. Tag a bitch. Hashtag T A B. Make it your Instagram story. Consider it payment for the entertainment. That's right. Buble me. I'm going to start saying that to people. What the hell are you talking about? Buble me now. I want satisfaction. That's how you tell a friend. You make it your Instagram story. Let's start. And I consider it, I consider it pay. That's me cashing in. That's my new that payment for the entertainment. It almost rhymes. Almost. Close. Close enough. So keep spreading the word. Keep telling a friend. 
It is your Tuesday episode of the J Train Podcast. We're every Tuesday and Friday. Very excited about today's guest. A newbie, a new new guest alert. Ring that bell, Shelby. New guest alert. Yeah, new guest. Mm. Great guest oh, alert. A great guest alert. Who's new? Who's new? From the show Summer House on Bravo, Carl Radke. Thank you for coming on. Hello. Great guest there he alert. Is. Hello, hello. Carl, great hmm. to have you. You're every the Thank crowd you. is excited. Wow. It's a live audience. Very lit. Lit audience. They're jacked up. <laughs> we gave out co- Yeah, look at whoa! Whoa! Wow. The the game, game show audience here. Crazy. They go nuts. Wow. They love they, a new guest. What time do they start drinking? They every I give out <laughs> coffee and booze. So they shit their pants the minute they come in here. <laughs> Carl Racky is on the new season of Summer House on Bravo, Monday nights at 10. He has a podcast called One Question XYZ. It is a business and sales podcast. And you can find him on Instagram at Carl Radke. You have a lot of jobs. What do you do? I'm, I'm the jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Yes. I um, Honestly, I'm, I'm a consultant for a technology company. Okay. I, what is that? See, people say, you know, and Carl, for the listeners at home, Carl and I have a lot of mutuals, a lot of mutual friends. Tons. Um, he went to high school You went for outside of Pittsburgh. Correct. Upper St. Clair. Shout uh, out to the Panthers. Upper St. Clair. Panthers. Shout out. Um, that is an area that is uh, that is soiled with people that I know. Totally. Penn, a, Penn State A lot pride. of Penn Staters there. A lot of Penn Staters in my uh, immediate circle, good friends of mine. So you went to high school with a lot of people that I know, and then now you're in this like Bravo world. How does it all happen? How? What do you do? What's a consultant? That's a so, question I have for consultants. Anytime someone says, I'm a consultant, I go, oh, cool. And then I <laughs> just graze over the fact that I have no idea no what idea that what job it does. It basically um, All I know is that they travel a lot and they don't seem to work. Yeah, well, they, they call their own shots. Um, so essentially, this company wanted me to advise them on some social media branding strategy. Okay. They basically are fund- fundraising platforms, so like a GoFundMe without the fraud. Got it. Okay, I don't, I don't have. I don't know about that. I don't want to get into the GoFundMe is a fraud business. Go fraud me. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that they had an issue with that. Okay, well, they do a little bit, but nonetheless, this company. Okay, Shelby agrees. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Shelby. So what do we? So you, they, they're basically paying me a small, you know, small retainer a month to mm-hmm. advise them on new ways to bring in new clients or new brands. Okay, um, you know, for example, I have some friends that work actually at the NFL. Okay, and we're actually having a meeting with the NFL later today. Oh, cool! So you know, so so like they have you like you said it's for social media and brand awareness, right? Correct. Yeah. So are they like when do we post an Instagram? I think story more, like more or less is that, like how do we get new, in front of new influencers or new like you know celebrity people that gotcha. might want to raise money for something that matters. Ah, this makes sense. So so you're doing. So you like, you went to college. You went to Syracuse. I went to Syracuse. Shout out to the Orange. The Orange. Yep. And you get out of Syracuse, and you're like, I'm going to become a consultant. No. So I graduated college and moved right to LA. Okay. I, I wanted to be an actor and a model, and I realized that I'm not. You're a good at, looking, dude. You well, the model you. game. I don't know about the. I don't know about your. You know well, I, I, how you do on summer <laughs> stage, but I. I, I you're good looking. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So what? You go to LA. I moved like, to LA, and I worked. Uh, honestly, I went on auditions during the day, but I would go. I was a runner for a 
production company called The World of Wonder. Okay. They produced a movie called Party Monster with Macaulay Culkin. It was this, about. I I have a faint memory. Yeah, it was you know, about the, the club kids. They were like those crazy partiers in the mm-hmm. early nineties at the Limelight. Okay. In New York, where people are doing drugs and having sex. Sure. It's, it's still there's still places like that in New York, but yeah, it's not called the Limelight. I, I, I think you could find something there <laughs> to do um, with that. Yeah, and I was honestly I had a dream of being kind of this actor, you know, producer, and realized okay. that you know, um, I wasn't maybe that you know, confident in going to an audition. Like I would walk into a room and I would just literally shit my pants. Well, for those at home, I've done the audition. Yeah, the, the crowd is broken up about this. What I, For those at home, if you've never been on an audition, it's a very uh, unnatural process. Incredibly awkward. You walk, they, they, they send you lines or like memorize this and then you walk into a cold room and there's just some woman who is just seen it all. They've never, no one can walk in there and surprise them. You could walk into an audition room with fucking firecrackers coming out of your ass and they go, okay, <laughs> come on, read the line. Like, hey, there's nothing. It's, it's really awkward. Even it's when you say, I used to walk into auditions because I'm used to like, I came from like, you know, when you meet with someone and most people come from that world where it's like, hey, nice to meet you. And you go shake their hands. Yeah, and it, you walk into an audition, they're like, "What are you talking to me for?" Like, they, <laughs> you'd be like, "Hey, nice to meet you." Like, you're gone in two minutes. Just yeah. do the line. I, I always found it awkward too, though, because like sitting in the waiting room, yeah. I'm looking around, and all the other people there, I'm convinced are way more, you know, a better per- fit for the role. So okay. I, I already feel like I've lost before I've gone in. See, I always like when you're in the waiting room, and it's just everyone that looks like you. Exactly, just like and just different like, variations. Oh, of yeah, you. they're just like, oh, there's yeah, everyone. You, it's all the video game characters, like. You know when you create your own character and you're like can go through the shades of like skin coloration, well said. hair stuff. It's just you're just basically going through like choosing a Call of Duty guy. Totally. And I I went on an audition in front of uh, Jason Alexander. Oh shit! He was directing an episode of Criminal Minds. Okay. I had actually worked as a production assistant on Criminal Minds, and I, they let me read after like a year working there. Yeah. And I actually like I froze. I, yeah, I, and he was. He actually goes, just calm down, go back outside, take a minute, and come back mm-hmm. in. Yeah, and I, it took me another like ten minutes to kind of work my. Dude, it is. I didn't get the I didn't get the part. You didn't get the part. That, no, that's bullshit. what brings you here. Yeah. So the crowd so, is but I do. I want to say one thing is I was so scared to go on auditions. I would get to the the facility and I just sit in my car and I wouldn't go. And yeah, see, that's the. It was just a pussy. I couldn't. I couldn't. Well, handle did it. you have an agent? I did not have an agent at the time. So you were just showing up to... I was going to like, you know, Craigslist like Craigslist stuff. Craigslist stuff, and This yeah. is back when Craigslist wasn't as, uh, wasn't as weird as now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that exists on there. People are like, I'm doing my student film. Yep. We need people to come out. Absolutely. And you show up to a weird building in a weird part of town, and you're like, I'm here for the part. I, I, I went to a weird building in North Hollywood one time, and I okay. actually got, got the part for this, this show called The One Night Stands. It okay. was like a, like a very off... Off Broadway or not off Hollywood kind of production. So, so you're in when I was that a show that went on TV? It, nothing ever happened with it. It was okay. just basically um, like a live show where we had a scene partner. It was a female, and we kind of told these little vignettes about one night stands and hooking up. So you go to LA. You're like, I'm going to be a model, actor, producer. And then at what point do you are you like get me out of here? It was like right after that audition. I was okay. like, <laughs> I I basically I started working behind the scenes again. So Criminal Minds I worked yeah. with for a while, and I was making you know twenty eight thousand dollars a year. It wasn't bad, but sure. I was working my ass off, eighty yeah. hours, ninety hours a week. I was stealing. Uh, I don't hope I don't get. I'm not gonna get fired because I'm not working there. But okay. I used to take food from the craft service back home. Okay, because I was like just struggling to make ends meet, just trying to make it work. Yeah, and and you know. That's even tougher when you're now in the behind the scenes. You're like, 
is this even what I'm... I don't even know where I'm going with this. Exactly. And I was looking at other producers and not, nothing wrong with that. But they're in their late, you know, mid-30s. They're mm-hmm. driving a shitty Honda Accord and they've been doing it for 15 years. And I'm like, I don't want to drive a shitty Honda Accord. Yeah. So I ended up getting into sales and I was like, learned from the ground up, like the sales process. What type of things are you selling? I was selling dental supplies. Dental... Um, that was the one thing. If you go into sales, like I sold life insurance, like they're like... You start looking at everything that's in the building. You're like, everything here was sold to somebody. It, everything here, somebody had to buy. Someone had to make a decision. The, the, the paper that we have is a contract with someone that someone made money off absolutely. of. Absolutely. And I, I mean, it was, I, I learned a lot about walking into a room of people mm-hmm. you don't know and having to generate some sort of rapport and having like an intelligent conversation. So sure. it, it ha- actually helped me in a way to get to where... Kind of where I so am you're now. selling floss. And I was then... I was selling actually braces. Oh shit, high end product. Really nice braces. Okay, and I actually had some good comebacks because I actually wore braces while I was selling the braces because it really helped in my sales. That would help immensely. Yeah, I would but think. people would make fun of me about my braces. Of and, course, and you know but I, then it breaks it down. Now it, you're in a position of vulnerability. Totally. And you know what I would say to them if they didn't like my braces? I'd be like, I didn't know you're so braced. Ah, I like it. That, 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 helps, that word. helps now that you're on retainer. Ah, <laughs> Shelby popping Get that in. audience clap show. But, <laughs> show, show some love for, for Shelby. Classic Shelb. Nails another <laughs> Nails one. Nails another one. <laughs> so, so now you're selling dental stuff, and then what happens? I was selling dental stuff. I... I'm trying moving. to figure out how you end up yeah, here today. Gonna, you know, it's not like the Oregon Trail. It's sure. not, not a long <laughs> journey, but I want to talk about the Oregon Trail later. Okay, please. Um, I ended up moving back to New York with the same company. Oh, to sell, to sell, sell dental, stuff. dental stuff here. So I worked for a company like Invisalign. Okay, cool. And yeah, I, I did really well in the New York area. I was making a lot of good, you know, a lot of money. I was networking. And I would go to the Hamptons and spend the summers with a group of friends in a house. Why wouldn't you? With no cameras. Of course. I did a lot of crazy stuff, partied pretty hard. For sure. And met a ton of people. And For then, those that you know, don't know the kind of the scene in New York, I, I, every, every post-college town has the place that people frequent in the summer. Absolutely. So, you know, like there's, the, you know, if you're in Detroit, you're going to Upper Peninsula, like you know what I mean. Like there, if you're in uh, Philly, you're going to Avalon. If yep. you're going, if you're in Florida, you're going to another. But you know, there, it, it exists for everybody. Maybe more cold weather cities. I'm, I'm trying to like, if you're living in, you know, you know, South Florida, that's your life kind of. But I'm sure like, you yeah, know, like, you guys are like, like doing a boat day. Like, sure, there's there's a version of like, I have no kids, I got a little extra cash, I'm gonna go somewhere, and for New York. There's a lot of different places, but you know Montauk. Montauk seems the, to be the that's you know, a spot. I that's mean, I think spot. There's, I, a, my brother did a house there, and I went and visited him. I just I was like, let me do one night. I went and visited, and I was like, I get it. This is great. Yeah, fucking awesome. It it, it was an obviously you know easy we, to hate on too because it's like just people with money. So it's like always easy to make fun of people with money. The perception you know? is you know these rich kids that you know just want to spend money and do drugs and have sex with each other, mm. which is kind of the perception i mean right. who doesn't want to be a part of that so so, so yeah I, I did a house i met a ton of people and i oddly enough met a group of people that were being uh asked to be on like cast for this show so someone came around and was like hey we you know you know they're like we're looking for a group of fun people to do the real world montauk correct basically. so like there was actually a legit group of friends that had been spotted i guess out in the Hamptons, sure. like a surf lodge or some of these other outdoor places like during the day good looking girls good looking guys of course they approached them about you know auditioning for the show now i'm not involved in this at all yeah so now it's it's the next spring leading up into this summer when the first season of summer house is being done i am not included in this sure i'm at my dentist's office getting my teeth cleaned 
Okay. And my dentist is like, hey, your buddy, who I had you know, known a little bit through the Hamptons the previous summer, hey, your buddy's got a TV show on Bravo. Okay. And I emailed him after my appointment. I said, congrats on the show. What's it about? And just moved on. He writes me back. We're actually looking for another guy. Oh, shit. And I go, you know, at this time, I'd been working in Invisalign for, you know, maybe three or four years. I was kind of at a point where, you know, I was just ready to do something else. Yeah. So I said, fuck it. You got money. Yeah. Because you've made, you got that, that braces I, I, money, I, I that dental that, money. I got that teeth money. Yeah, that teeth money. And you're like, uh, and then they're like, we need someone. So you left your job right away just to do this job. I actually stayed with the job. Yeah. But what, it was complicating my employment because it was a publicly traded company. Okay. And I didn't really have the full understanding of what Summer House was going to be. Sure. Uh, and the opening credits, I'm driving my company car. Okay. So they're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah. I actually got fired from my, from, oh, shit. from my job after the show aired. So you, you go do the show, you have a fun summer, and then now you're on, this is, it's the, a third. Third season. season. So yeah, since the the first season, we you know obviously I think what's unique about our show is, and obviously people compare it to Jersey Shore or Real World. We are mm-hmm. not. We are all legit friends. Sure. Um, and then yeah, also if we, you follow you, if you follow like the crew on social media, you guys are all hanging out. We're all, all hanging time. out, and we all you know I think ultimately didn't really know what was going to happen with the show. I mean, we kind of just were showing our life, having yeah. fun, screwing each other, drinking, having you know. But ultimately, it's uh, it's crazy because I think there's a lot of people that outside of New York City don't really understand that kind of Hamptons culture. Yeah, I mean you're right though. Like a lot of the beach towns, I think, have a relationship with like that mid twenty, early thirties crowd. Absolutely, and the thing is, it's everyone. You know, to say it's rich kids, like that's a little bit not the reality. Not the it's, reality. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if as far as a shore house or a summer house or a beach chair. It's a bunch of people throwing throwing in dough yep. and whacking it up and <laughs> renting it from a rich person that owns that. Yeah, a rich person that's probably paying for their entire mortgage for the year from you from that yeah, summer. Yeah, from one summer. From one so summer. it's like, uh, I if you know it, you understand it. So yeah. I do understand like it's, it, there, uh, and that's not to say that in Montauk there's not billion dollar mansions. Those it's, exist too. They for sure do. And I think what's cool is like we all legit have jobs. I yeah. Mean, for the most part, you know, a lot of our my my friends on the show are you know one has their own PR firm, another guy's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, I've been you know in sales. I've worked in you know some other startups. So like we're not working at the t-shirt shop on the boardwalk. No, 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 no. This <laughs> to is pay for our there's summer. real stakes here. Yeah, there's real stakes, <laughs> and I think I think ultimately there's a lot of New Yorkers that love seeing this part of it because a lot of people in New York area are like, yeah, that was me when I was in my 20s. I did it. I know it. You know. I know the places they're going. I know the interactions they're having. Mm-hmm. So now you're on this show and you what else? You said you were invested in bars. And- yeah, so I've, I've invested uh, thinking this is uh, like we try to plan out because like if you look at Bethany Frankel, I mean, sure. she's really been able to like build a brand outside of Bravo. And I think we all looked at it as like a really cool way to promote a business or mm-hmm. talk about something we're trying to do in our lives. So I invested in these two bars, one Kind Regards in the Lower East Side, okay, and then another The Lately in Meatpacking. I know The Lately. Yeah, it's right next to The, the Dream and Tao. I've hung out at The Lately. It's yeah, a good bar. It's a good bar. So I invested in these. We have actually filmed Summer House episodes at these bars. What an opportunity. So I thought that Free would be a commercial. really cool you know, publicity promotion. Um, it didn't really pop off the way I thought. You know, People are like, oh, that's Carl's we bar. We got to go hang out at Carl's place. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's a few people that will show up there and, and request. But well, This is great. I, I, I'm excited. Go check out Summer House, Mondays at 10. One question, X, Y, Z. What Now explain, when does that so podcast come out and explain it to is, the listeners? This is, I'll, I'll explain it. So over the last two years being on Bravo, you get requests for a lot of interviews. You get a lot of press. I've done so many podcasts that are like sitting in a girl's apartment and she's like, so what's it like dating in the yard? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it gets exhausting talking about the same like petty, not petty, just typical girl like relationship stuff, which I understand mm-hmm. there's an audience for it. So 
me being that's in, this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me, me being in like the sales world and you know wanting to invest in stuff, I was like, okay, there's actually Bravo people that have their businesses that no one really sure. airs out. So I thought it'd be really cool to talk about the real shit that goes on with you know their business. So like. We've had on, you know, Lindsay Hubbard on my show. She's got her own PR company. I actually like asked her, like, how the fuck did you start a PR company yeah. when you're 28 years old with m- very minimal money? So we talk about the real stuff behind the business mm-hmm. and offer some sales advice, offer marketing advice. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's been actually really cool. To, but that's to, one of those things. Like, there's so many podcasts out there. It's like, okay, what's your show? You and it's differentiate. Like, how do you differentiate? How do you? And, and also, people are looking to commiserate over business best practices exactly like how did you screw this up or how did you do well here yeah if if i knew what i knew if if i knew today what i thought what i thought i knew in the past i'd be 20 times better exactly let other people have make the mistakes for you exactly and i think and i think too i was going to say is like the perception if you do watch summer house i I urge you to watch but the perception of me on the show is you know i'm a single fuck boy you know like i i obviously have a lot of fun with girls i've been caught kind of playing and you learn a lot about yourself watching it, but the podcast is another way to like kind of balance out there's the a, nonsense. There's a, there's a whole person here. Yeah, there's actually a guy that's like educated and sure is I, actually intrigued by well, business and sales. They also have to like edit you a certain way. Like I remember I interviewed uh, Josh Murray, who was The Bachelor. Yep. And he's like, he's like, there are people out there that hate Josh Murray. Yeah, there's and some I, people that hate me too. And yeah, and I was talking to him, and I was like. I was like, dude, like people really have a feeling about you. And he's like, well, you know, I broke up with this one. I broke up with yep. that one. That's how they know me. I was I was painted the villain because we needed a villain. And then you talk to him. You're like, oh, this guy's a good dude. Yeah. And then you meet the other people that have been on the show. And you're like, they're like a hero to people. And, 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 and then, then you hate them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this was a bad vibe all around. Yep. So it, it, these sh- these editors and the producers are geniuses. They Definitely. know how to tell a story. And I think I, I fit that role maybe from just... I've definitely played up a little bit. It's me, but like when you meet me in person, but how old are you, Carl? I'm 34. You're 34. You're out there. You're trying to meet women. You're single. I am single. You're going to look bad. Totally. There's no, uh, you know, dating is messy. Trying to fuck is messy. Yeah. As we learn here on the J Train podcast every (laughs) Tuesday and Friday. I'm just saying it's not, you know, it's easy to hate on the good looking guy who's trying to get laid, who doesn't want to be in a relationship. And, and that's something I, I've, that's, I've matured a lot since watching this stuff come out because it's, you know, the first season I was bringing home, I brought home a girl like every other night or, okay. or didn't sleep at the house because I was at someone else's house. Yeah. But even if like they showed me getting into bed with a girl, I maybe it may or not, I didn't have sex with her, but the way it is presented, it of looks course. like I had sex every night. You guys could have talked to each other all night about, you know, a sick grandparent. Oh, I was, I was no talking. No one would have known. My, my pillow talk is second to none. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, honestly, they, they paint it as like I'm this Don Juan having sex every night. My dick would have fallen off if I did that. And it's easy to paint it that way. And totally. it's also what people want to watch. Yep. They don't so really... I fit that role very well. Well, we're pumped to have you at Carl Radke. Go follow. Go support. And Twitter, too, at Carl Radke. You, you, you actually would like my Twitter game because sure. I, I take a lot of abuse on Monday nights during the okay. episodes. People are, are calling so I, you out. But I, I come back at them. I usually just say thanks for the support. Yeah, well, the, you know, that's Bethany Frankel right there. If at least they're talking about you. Yep. You know, yep. so if you want to take a page out of her book, totally. that's and the, the and way the to go. the same people that hate you, like, online, they actually will well, t- the same people that want to take a picture with you. Yeah, they don't hate you. You know, I'm, I'm right now, I put up this, uh, everyone just wants to be heard in the way that they have fashioned it. I put up this post, I talked about it on Coffee with J Train on Patreon on Sunday, um, I talked about it. Hit That's up right. That Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Three bucks a month for J Train. Coffee with J Trains every Sunday. Um, I talked a little bit. I put up this post about how it was so interesting the way it got maneuvered. 
and it's like uh, the the post was, was, yeah, was, the it post? was on my Instagram. It was it was basically um, I I can read it for you right yeah, now. Yeah, I want to say. So the post I've was, seen some of your tweets, which are actually amazing. Let's oh. stop this narrative that you correct someone's spelling or grammar because you're a nerd. Stopping a whole conversation because you found a spelling error isn't a nerd move. It's a bully move. It's how most obnoxious person in class would act. So th- I, That's a great tweet. So to great me, post. thank you. To me, the statement I am making is... Yeah, if you correct someone's grammar or spelling, you're not a, you're not a nerd. No, you're kind of a that, dick. You're a dick. You're, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. You know, if you correct people, correct people. But don't sit here and go, "Well, I'm such a nerd, I couldn't get over that you <laughs> used the wrong pronunciation of there." Yeah. Or you spelled dessert wrong. None of the nerds I grew up with. We're calling people out. No, no, that was a bully move. Totally. And I, so, I Tom Brady had a misspelling yesterday in his Gronk okay. uh, retirement post. Sure, and he I'm spelled sh- he spelled privilege wrong. And I got a couple. I saw a couple of comments, and I'm like, leave the guy alone. Like uh, also, crazy. like you understood what he was saying. Yeah, you know like, the word. You know, I mean, you know the word. Like this isn't this isn't the fucking great American novel. No, you it's know? not like it's not like he's turning this into like you know Congress for like a you know Attorney General report. Even so, <laughs> it's not being etched in stone yeah. above your home. But why doesn't Instagram and Twitter build in a like a spelling correction? field so that we don't look like idiots too. well it's also like do i think let like it's time are you gonna check in with brady a year from now to go hey have you learned have you <laughs> learned pri- how to spell privilege? privilege are you okay i think it's just no that one word checks up with them yeah. like so it's like you don't care that he got it wrong he's also not learning from it he's got spell check he'll figure it, out. figure it out i think he's gonna be okay so what would happen here did you get a lot of like, well flash? what happens is a lot of people are saying oh now you can't tell people how to act. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're a bully. Just know that you're a bully. Like, yeah. my message wasn't to say, you sh- You know, I'm just saying know who you are. Yeah. Don't c- come at me with, I'm a nerd, <laughs> so I had to tell you how to, how to spell something. It's like, no, you're a dick. You're uh, someone who wants to sound like a smarter Smart person, person than someone. You want to be the authority on something. You have an issue where you can't just like let things go. Yeah, uh, this I, is more I've, about you than than me. Yeah, I've read, I've actually posted a few things on my stories where I post like spelled it wrong. Like I spelled tomorrow wrong. Yeah, like my bad. But that, that's another thing. Like like first of all, everyone knew you meant tomorrow. Yeah. The other thing is, I think you know how to spell tomorrow. I do know. Yeah, you know, like tomorrow. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> so it's like you but, know where in your body you know, and that's an internet thing where adults trying to parent other adults. People act like. Everyone else was raised by wolves, and you're the only one that had parents that taught you how to spell tomorrow. And I've, and I've like gone and looked at their pages and try to like find something that they fucked up. And someone I, wrote this long thing today, this long comment. And I just I didn't even read it. I just wrote, "It's Monday morning. Like, yes. don't you have shit to do? Yeah, like, like who, <laughs> who pissed in your Cheerios? <laughs> so it's uh, you know, there's this whole world out there. I don't know even how we got down this road, but. Go follow Carl. Go get into this podcast. One question, X, Y, Z. At Carl Radke. Go follow on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to get into the emails. I'm super pumped to have you. But first, we're sponsor people. Brooklinen. Love the feeling of the sheets when I stay at a fancy hotel. I love the feeling so much, and I wanted to bring it home with me. But it shouldn't be expensive hassle to buy sheets like that. However, once you start looking, you'll realize most bedding is marked up 300%. But Brooklinen offers luxury sheets without the luxury price tag. Here's the thing. 
All of us want nice things. All of us want to pay the correct amount for those nice things. All of us want to feel good about our purchases. All of us want to sleep in a comfortable bed. All I've ever wanted. Exactly. I'm not speaking out of class right now. So Brooklinen is a way to do that. It's a way to, to, to spend the appropriate amount of money on a really great product yes. that will you'll feel good about having on your bed. Mm-hmm. And it comes with this little detergent that you this is I let me give you your Sunday. You go right now brooklinen.com, okay? You go to brooklinen.com, use promo code JTRAIN, okay? That's 10% off your first order and free shipping. Promo code JTRAIN, brooklinen.com. So listen, you're going to go to brooklinen.com. You're going to put in the promo code JTRAIN. And then you're going to get the sheets in a couple days. And they're going to come to your door. You're going to throw them in the wash. You're going to use the detergent they give you. You're going to make your bed. And guess what? You're sitting on a cloud of fun. Because nothing feels better than getting into a freshly made bed that just came out of the wash. The sheets just came out of the wash. And Brooklinen has the best sheets I've ever slept in. Feeling great in them. Talk about feather your nuts. Whew. Feather your whole body. Feather your body. So listen, I personally love the Luxatine sheets. They're the best seller, and I can tell you why. The sheets are buttery soft and feel cool to the touch. I just, I love what Brooklinen is doing. They're taking something that we all really don't want to think about or deal with, and they're saying, listen... Stop going to the store and looking at two different sheets and wondering about thread count. Let us just say to you, these are great. Gives me a High quality. Done. It's over. Let the mailman work for you. You're not going to stores to try and figure out, oh, I need new sheets. Yeah. Nah, you're done, okay? All you're doing is you're saying, I trust you, J-Train. I trust you, Brooklinen. Take your discount and you go to bed on that. So I love them. So here's the offer. 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code JTRAIN. The only way to get 10% off your first order and free shipping is you use promo code JTRAIN at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code JTRAIN, Brooklinen. These are really the best sheets ever. Super Pump Carl Radke at Carl Radke. I like Brooklyn too. Do you have them? I actually, I went to a party for them and um, I have some sheets. Oh, they're good, right? Yeah. Dude, they're fucking good. Let's do some emails. You ready? Absolutely. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Girlfriend's new job impacting the relationship. So you've had a bunch of jobs. Yep. Tons of jobs. Switching up. It's it's hard. I think girlfriends' jobs are they're tough to deal with sometimes. Okay, long time listener since the TFM days. I've been having some issues with my girlfriend, and I'm hoping you, Shelby, and your steam guests can shed some light. We've been dating about eight months or so. She just started her first full time job a couple months ago. For reference, we're both in our early twenties. Over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that she's very short fuse with me, and it feels like most things I say or do set her off. We're also not having so much sex as frequently as we did. A few times a week to maybe once a week. Obviously, that's not the most important part of a relationship, but it definitely a, uh, is important to think about. I've tried talking to her about what's going on, but she says she doesn't know what's wrong, and I believe her. She's pointing, pointing to the fact that she's always exhausted because of work, which is totally understandable given the uh, pace of the job. But do you think that's the reason of our, for our problems, or is it, uh, this a cover for an issue I'm not seeing? How do I go about supporting her and figuring out how to fix this? I love this girl and I want to make it work, but could that be blinding me to the fact 
that just this just might not be working. What do you think? Wow. I've dated a girl that worked a really intense uh, medical job. Okay. She was almost like a doctor, but like a kind of a high-level nurse. Okay. And her work hours were awful. Uh, she would come home very stressed out. She would get yeah. really drunk to over, you know, to kind of vent about everything. I think just, I mean, being honest with her about how you feel. Like, I mean, sharing that, like, this is, I really care about you, but is this job more important than, you know, our relationship? Yeah. And- some people put the jobs ahead of the relationship, which I think... You know, it's tough. Listen, I'm guilty of that myself. I, I put a lot of comedy stuff ahead of like the relationship that I'm in. Um, and it, it's tough to like balance. Balance is difficult. Balance is hard. And the other, the thing about you can just say balance is difficult and move on, or you can try to fix it. Yeah. Here's my thing with this girl, okay? He says, We've been dating eight months or so. She just started. Her first full-time job a couple of months ago. That first job out of college, and this isn't a male-female thing. This is just what you find with people is that when you do that first job out of college, you some people don't know how to handle that. Yeah, it's, it's, new, it's new, like new territory for them. Totally new and territory. New adjustment, so. new adjustment. And it's also a couple months in. And so like the a lot of people... What you find is there's some people that can't, that don't, that think no one else works. Yeah. That no one else it, dealt with they're this. The only, yeah, they they're, they're the, the only, only one. They're the only one who deals <laughs> with stress at jobs. They're the only one. No, we're all dealing with this shit. Yeah. Everyone has time constraints. You're not busy. Everyone's busy. So my thing to this guy is you kind of ha- have to have tough love with her. Yeah. Like you kind of have to say to her. Yeah, th- this happens. People get tired. Also, there's an adjustment period of how your sleep is with a job. Like, you know, you can't go out every night on a weekend anymore, maybe. No. You can't go and drink your face off and, and expect to come back on Monday and be good on Tuesday. It just doesn't work that way. So this is all about adjustments. This is about adjusting schedules. This is about... And also not letting her believe that this is only her problem. That's I think that's good advice. I would I would suggest to this guy would be maybe find, you know, invite her to maybe get her weekend away from the yeah. job or like get a hotel. She's and two like, months in. She needs a fucking vacation already. Maybe like a small vacation. She's been living a vacation since she got the <laughs> I, job. This guy just wants to get laid. Yeah, well, I I think also like not feeling bad that they're that that you're like, hey, let's go out tonight. And then if she goes, if every time you say let's go out tonight, she goes, well, it's been a tough week at work and I'm so tired. It's like everyone does this. You're not the first person to ever work forty hours in a week. Yeah. Okay. Or whatever the hours. I think the are. Tough love is good. And, you know. So I think you have to stop feeling so badly about her doing things that everyone's doing. And I'm not saying you you know forcing sex. I'm saying. Then you say to her, like, listen, we... And then you can start to build a case. Hey, every time I ask you to come out, you you say you, you're too busy, you're too tired. We don't have sex anymore. We used to have sex a couple times a week. Now it's once a week. I have my needs, too. If you can't get used to work, maybe we need to take a break until you're used to work. Yeah. But also understand that you're not the only one who goes to work. I think that's great advice. Because I, I right now, he's, like, treating her with kid gloves. <laughs> And that happens to a lot of people when they first get their first job. People think, oh, oh you know, you kind of dance around this. And, like, I think that's a bad way to go. It's, it's more, yeah, everyone works. What are we doing this weekend? <laughs> like, what do you want to do? You want to yeah. go out for dinner? Let's do something fun. I think doing something fun for her to kind of show that he cares, but also sure. maybe acknowledging, you know, I know that the job's tough, but having a tough, tough talk with her. Yeah. Hey, sweets. Like, listen, everybody's got work. Everybody's got 
new jobs, but you know, yours is no different, but I'm here to support you. And sure. And it's also like, you know, and it's, it's like wearing a new coat. Like you have to get used to the new coat. You got to break it in. So you have to, this also, the relationship has to work in a coat. Yep. So you have to say, okay, well, if, if this week isn't good, when is good? Like you have to start questioning, okay, when can we work this out? And this is like new job shit as opposed to like, you know, everyone's dealing with schedules and everyone has to say, oh, oh, you have a work event that night? Okay, yeah, 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 do, do your work event. But, you know, if you want to do something on Saturday, I'm around on Saturday. You know, you're w- constantly working out schedules. Sure. And, and I think I think some, maybe like a little motivational thing, like maybe sending her a nice a nice text or a nice card handwritten the, yeah. during the week. Like, hey, I know it's a tough, tough week, but I'm really looking forward to spending time with you Saturday. And, and, and even to that point, abs- like saying, hey, I know it's tough. And I know it's tough adjusting to a new life. And this is life. But... Fucking get over it. Give me a sex. Booze helps. <laughs> Booze helps. Alcohol always helps. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Cold alcohol helps. Cold alcohol. Also, like getting together and just like releasing the day together. Hey, let's do wine tonight. Let's fucking talk about it. We're sponsor people. Very excited about this sponsor. Brewmate. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cold alcohol. Oh, yeah. I got Brewmate hooked it up. It's amazing. It's really great. When founder Dylan Jacob, boy, we're really going in this guy's life. (laughs) Take it back. Let's take it back. When founder Dylan Jacob turned 21, he quickly discovered that warm alcohol sucks. I hate it. Hate it. Dylan's right. So he created Brewmate, the fastest growing drinkware brand in the world. The mission of Brewway is to create perfect drinking experiences by ensuring every sip of your favorite adult beverage is just as refreshing as the first, no matter where life takes you. Their diverse product line ensures a perfect match for everyone from insulated coolers for slim and craft cans, unbreakable uh, nosing glasses, and insulated canteens that keep a full bottle of wine at the perfect temperature for over 24 hours. So I will say this. Mm-hmm. The most important part of that opening is the diverse product line. Oh yeah. They have so many different containers to keep your brew or alcohol, whatever you like, they're going to keep it cold. I don't know what I'm bringing and I don't know if there's going to be a fridge or a cooler. You have no idea. And and this is why I like Brewmate what they're doing. I have the wine bottle, I got the 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 beer cup, I got the wine glasses. I have a lot of different things that I can go on the deck with and have a day. You can... I would never have to come back into the fridge again. Stay out in the sun. All day long. I'm going to be the tannest motherfucker on earth because of Brewmate. So, listen. It's fashion and function. They're, they look great. Uh, the, I, I just like this product. I like... I just want to encourage everyone to go to the website, at the very least, just to see how many different containers there are think about when you're drinking you like it cold and this is really going to help you out yeah i i use it i came back at night i I, you know one one cube of ice i'm good Mm -hmm. it's just a great product and just i i gotta encourage you go to the website and just see how many things i don't know how they're doing it they got so many different types of things to put alcohol in you have a lot of different types that you like. Yeah. Got a lot of different containers for you. Right now, Brewmate is giving our listeners a special discount of 15% off your first order when you go to Brewmate.com. That's Brewmate.com, Brewmate.com. Promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. 15% off when you use my code, 
JTrain at Brewmate.com. Don't let summer heat ruin your drink. Go to Brewmate.com and beat the heat this summer. Wine glasses, wine bottles, flasks. They have everything. If you drink it, they got the container for you. If you drink it, they will come. They will come. <laughs> Get 15% off your first order by using my code JTrain at Brewmate.com. That's B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com. Code J train. We need some of those for the summer house, dude. I'm telling you, I need to get some of the brewmates. I'll, I'll show you the wine yeah, glasses. Sounds are awesome. Fucking great. Let's do some more meals. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Carl Racky at Carl Racky. Would love your opinion insight. Dated a guy for six months in the Midwest, and then his job moved him back to the West Coast. Obviously, we saw the expiration date, which made our time together easy and great. He's coming back in a month for a year and a half and is starting to interact with all of my social media again. Wow. I think we all know the move, right? Yeah, he's trying to get back in there. He's coming back. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to toss little Dangle with some love out grenades there. <laughs> out there. Let her know. I'm coming. I'm coming back, babe. This cock I'm is coming roll this to grenade in the room and just see what happens. Yeah, that's right. The, the prodigal boyfriend. Uh, so, so texted me for the first time since he left last night. Um, sent something casual about my college basketball team. Screenshot below. I'm not surprised that he's reaching back out since things ended civilly. Would your would love your opinion on this? Am I ever going to be able to get be more than just a fun, chill Midwest girl? I'm 23. He's 29. Rated, review, subscribe, and share with friends. So here's the text exchange. Um, she wrote, I had a feeling we were going to lose that game going into it. Dean was injured, and Barry always freaks out during big games. And then he writes back, K-State always chokes. Ooh. We made it to the Elite Eight last year, also won the Big 12 this year. He writes, won the Big 12, so out, so out, in, the fir- out in the first round. And then she writes, yep. So you text me to talk shit on K-State or dot, dot, dot. I like what she did. Yeah, this is good. She's yep. like, I'm done with fucking... College game day. He knows the game. Yeah, she knows what's going on. She's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, here? call him out. She wrote, he writes, yeah, you know, I like to talk shit. Friendly banter. She wants to know. So that's the- <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good thread right there. Well, it's a good thread because it's it, it kind of tells you everything. Yeah, he, he obviously he's been busted. She knows exactly he's been what busted. He's I mean, we've all sent these texts. Yeah, you, you butter up with a, a few comments about some sports or relevant sure. things, and then it's like, okay, what are we really doing here? Yeah, what are we doing? And then she was like, "What's going on? What do you what do you want? You want to talk? To, you want to talk shop? You know? So, what do you think? Does she have a chance to get out of it? Is this always has she been placed? I think she's. I mean, being the, the age the age group, sure. You know, she's younger. Um, I think he's looking to just obviously hook up with her again, obviously. He, but for her, I would say. Put you know when she when ask him to like be legitimate like take me out for a real date yeah play hard to get a little bit here's here's the thing that a lot of women have issues with and I I, I put this on women because we get the emails here I get the DMs I'm not saying this because I'm making it up or I'm not saying that they're less than for saying this I'm saying a lot of and they're probably more human for being this way a lot of women have a problem with saying with switching boxes Mm -hmm. they think because i did so i am Mm -hmm. and it's like she had a she said we had this great six month thing that had an ending he moved away okay great great ended amicably and that's usually that's hard to do so i I kudos to to both of these people so they had fun 
But, you know, the, it is okay to say fun time is over. And not to say fun time is over, but that fun time is over. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here, two dudes, three dudes, Shelby, we're all looking at each other going, yeah, she, if you want something serious, you can write back to them, can't wait for you to come back, we should get drinks. Yeah. You don't have to say, okay, well, just whenever you want me to come, I'll just come yeah. on over. Yeah, like, she's got to stand ground on what she, what she wants out of this, and I think... Own your standard. Yeah, own it. Um, but I'm actually, I think they're going to get back together. Yeah, well, because... <laughs> what, and, and the reason he's coming back is the reason we all know. We're all smiling at each other here while we tape because we know this guy's like, listen, I'm going back to a place. I need to make sure there's water waiting for me at the fucking... <laughs> creek yeah he wants and to look forward to you're the creek yep. okay and he needs to and he's thirsty very thirsty. and he wants to come back and what he's doing the the person you go back to is the person you just came from and if let's say things go well for like let's say they get back together or they sure. start dating some more who's to say that maybe things go well you can maybe move to where he goes next who knows, who knows? but this is the thing you have to say to this guy you know, she says, am I going to be the, f- I would love your, am I ever going to be able to be more than the fun Midwest girl? You are if you ask for it. Yeah. But if you might get a no. So if you come to him and go, hey, I'm pumped for you to come back. Let's do drinks when you're back. That is a way, that is you sending a contract offer to him. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, cool. We'll see. Yeah. Then Sound, you know where you stand. Then, and then you know where you stand. Yeah. But don't call you. There's no need to you to teach this guy a lesson. Sounds good. Let me know. Totally. Now you're there. Yeah. And, act, and I'm sure you've got some other things that she's been doing. Like yeah. She's probably got some other options. But the reason when she called him out and he goes, yeah, just talking shit. Just, it's not like he was going to write right away. I love you. I need you. Please yeah. take me back. No, he's going to come back. He's going to see what the land is like. Just like I said, he's thirsty. Totally. He wants to make sure there's something to drink once he lands. And I, I've done. You this don't have where, to be that drink. I've done that where I've moved back to a place and you immediately start hitting up those old totally. or possible you know, contracts that were never closed. Absolutely. And, that, and the thing is, dating is a, is a constant negotiation. You don't have to just take the deal you're offered. Watch Shark Tank. They don't go. They go in there and they say, "They say I'm offering for five hundred grand. I'll give you ten percent of my company." Then they look at them. and They go, "Well, you, you make this much money. You make that much money. No, 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 no. I'll give you five hundred grand for fifty percent." Yeah. And then they look at them. They go, and, "And never on Shark Tank are they offended?" Yeah. I think if we acted more that way in dating, it would be a little bit easier. Totally. That's actually good advice. J Train Podcast at Gmail dot com. J Train Podcast. At gmail.com. This is a good email for you. Expensive friends. Ooh. At Carl Racky is here. <laughs> Summer House, Monday nights at 10. One question, XYZ is this podcast, business and sales podcast. A few months ago, I started hanging out with a new circle of friends. I have known a couple of them for years, uh, but recently started hanging out with them on a regular basis after some other friends moved out of town. They're a lot of fun and go out all the time. Dinner and drinks during the week, bars on the weekends, brunch on Sundays. They have trips planned every few months, and it seems like they're always doing something. All that is great, but the problem is having a, I'm having a hard time funding all these activities. I work in advertising and don't make a ton of money, but I make enough to pay the bills, have some fun, and put some into savings each month. I have moved things around my budget to account for more going out more, but it's not sustainable. I don't currently have any debt, and I plan on keeping it that way. They all have pretty good jobs, so they feel like they have more flexibility for activities. How do I go about saying to, saying no to plans when it's only for financial? 
Oh, bless you. Well, thank you. Or it's only for financial reasons. I want to say yes to hangouts since I'm uh, new to the group, but it's hard to keep up. And I feel like turning down plans just to sit on my couch is a good way to quit getting involved, to uh, invited to shit. I've had to turn down trips to Mexico and Costa Rica, but turning them down, turning down brunch is a little harder to make case for. Please help. What do you think? I've been in that situation. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely run with certain groups of friends that are, you know, going to Aspen for sure. four, four or five grand for a weekend trip. But I'm like, you know, you just got to kind of pick your spots. Sure. Um, it's definitely hard. I mean, it, what's, it sounds like, is this a girl or a guy? It's a dude. Dude. I mean, is, is there hot chicks in this group? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's... There's got to be somebody in that group that he's uh, really curious about, I think, that's worth spending some of this money. But if there's really no one in that group that I think ultimately is going to lead to some of your goals, maybe dating someone or... Yeah, I, I think the... It's, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. It's okay to go, hey, I, I, I think... May, here's uh, it's a, it's a It's a tight wire. Yeah. Because I hear what he's saying. Everything he's saying is correct. Absolutely. You got this group that's going out, high-flying, spending money. I get it. Let, and, and also, I think it's the one thing you have to be careful of is to make statements with judgment or to say no with judgment. So, like... Listen, if they have the ability to spend this money, good for them. Yeah. That doesn't mean bad for you. You know, it doesn't just because they can do it doesn't mean that you are a sad loser. And also doesn't mean that they're privileged assholes. Yeah. You know, like both <laughs> don't have to be true. Totally. They could just be people that go on. You know, they're lucky yeah. or, or they, you know, they're lucky to be able to live that lifestyle. Life is different for everybody. Yeah. Everyone's life is hard in their own way. So, my advice to this person is to, you know, respectfully decline. Yeah, and and that's okay to do. But don't make it. Don't be that person. Here's what makes no one stops being friends with someone because they can't afford to do the things they do. You it, stop being friends with someone when they start making you this asshole for making. You know, doing things that they can't afford to do. Totally. And I, I've been in situations where you hang out with these rich or expensive friends. Sure. And if you could actually start pissing them off because if you can't chip in where you're supposed to chip in and then they get sure. mad at you because you're not able to afford it. Yeah. So I think it, if you get ahead of it a little bit, you're going to yeah. save yourself, you if know, those you, situations. Because I've definitely lost some friends that, you know, they've owed me money or, you know, just as cause. It causes money will more. ruin all your friendships totally. and family and all your relationships. But I think you got to pick your battles. Um, so save, I, save a little bit of money and look, you know, look forward to the trips when you can be there, and don't sure. don't resent it when and, you can. And they're gonna be like, "Wow, look!" They're gonna be pumped when you can do yeah. it. So, so you know, the, the 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 majority of this advice is how you do it. Yeah, not doing it doesn't make you not a friend of them. Totally, not doing it and saying to them. Oh, yeah, I can't do your rich thing this week. Sorry, I can't afford the yacht this week. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to be around you. I don't yeah. want to be around that guy who's like a fucking, you know, you know, fucking, you're a sore loser at that point. Yeah, it's, it's hard to fit in. But I mean, honestly, you want, might, might want to build your credit a little bit. Open up a credit card, pick a couple of things you can do and pay that shit off and have some fun. Yeah, and, and choose your spots. Choose your spots. And, and no, but I, I have done this thing where like everyone's like, we're doing brunch. And then someone will go, well, lucky, good, you know, must be, must, must be nice. nice. <laughs> and it's like, all right, no one wants to hang out with must be nice person. No. People want to hang out with the person that's like, oh, this is the one I go to and I'm going to have the best time at this because I've prepared for this. Yeah. So, they, you know, I don't know really, you know, I'll just encourage you to say that it's, they're not going to lose you as a friend because you can't go. They'll lose you as a friend because you have to tell them why you can't go and that you you make yourself some sort of like fucking uh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. 
JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Speaking of money, we're sponsored people. Neo U. Neo U is a boutique fitness reimagined as a digital platform. Work out live and on demand with the best trainers in the world without leaving your home. I love Neo U because it gives you options when you feel like you have none at all. When you're at home or you're on the road and you're like, oh, I'm not going to work out today because I only got 45 minutes. And then you go, wait a minute. Neo U is in your pocket ready to go. The best part is the variety. You can get class, any class uh, you want on here. Dance training, cardio boot camp, uh, Aoki boot camp, DJ Stevie Aoki's cardio workouts, and super unique content you won't find anywhere else like Con Body, a workout delivered by Koss Marte while serving a sentence in prison. That's right. Doing dips off the toilet. I was going to say, jailhouse workouts are the best. That's it. Listeners to JTrain can get a special deal. Sign up on the web at neoufitness.com. That's N-E-O-U-Fitness.com to receive one month free with promo code JTrain. JTrain, JTrain. After that, it's just $7.99 a month. Wow. That's relatively cheap in the workout world. $7.99 a month. Are you kidding me? Compared to going to a group fitness class for, you know, 30 bucks. 40 bucks. Yeah. Don't sign, smell everybody. Yeah. Sign up online at neoufitness.com. Enter code JTrain, 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 and start getting fit. Listen, they got 40 categories to choose from. Here's the thing. It's Netflix for fitness. What I love about this is the variety. Nothing harder than going to the gym. There's nothing harder than going to the gym to do the same fucking thing you did yesterday. <laughs> Let Neo U help you out. I love it. I'm a huge fan. I do it all the time on the road. NeoUFitness.com. Go promo code JTrain. Month free. Let's do another email. We got time for one more? We absolutely do. We got our next guest at the door that you can hear in the background. Shout out to Let's do one more email. Okay. This is fun, man. I'm happy you're enjoying it. This is really fun. Hi, Jared. Love the podcast. You tell it like it is. Really helps. Thank you. Especially... Love the live shows. Thank you. Feather, feather, feather. So what is the deal with this? I just broke up with my boyfriend of a few years. I love him, but the relationship was not good for me. He was great, generally lazy boyfriend and a downer to be around and became synonymous with disappointment. He let me down continuously and always made me feel wrong for wait, wanting decency. All right, there's a lot of vagueness to that sentence that makes her right and him wrong, but we'll go with it. When I broke up with him, I said I needed to move on. I didn't deal, detail why, because knowing him, he would turn anything I said around to be my fault or just make excuses or get angry. It would only be a miserable exchange for me, so I just told him it's over and I don't want to talk about it. Well, how do you think? What do you think of that? I think space is good. Space is good, and, but... And, and shutting off communication, I think, could somehow sometimes gives some clarity. Sometimes. Shutting off communication is good. I think saying it's over and then nothing else is kind of tough. It's tough. Because... What it does, and this happens when people go, well, maybe I'll be able to be with you in a few months. Yeah. It leaves the door open. Doors open. So I, I, let's keep going with the email. So about a week later, I find some stuff on my front porch. He put everything I ever gave him or made him into a box and dropped it off and left it on my front door. Of course, this was a little creepy because I came home late the previous night. So I know when he came, I know he came by even later that night and didn't ring the doorbell. I, okay. I, at the end of a relationship, 
she can't have it both ways. You yeah. can't say, I don't talk to you. And then he goes, here's your shit. And, and then, then go, like, why? why didn't you ring the doorbell? Yeah. <laughs> so it can't be, you can't have it all in a breakup. No. This is the part I don't understand. This exact thing actually happened with my last boyfriend, too. He also left a box full of everything I had given him, dropped it at my doorstep. I had not contacted either of them since the breakup. I never asked for my stuff back. I personally will keep the stuff as a reminder of our time or just because the gifts are nice to have around. Why do these guys throw away everything I gave them? Why do they toss it back at me? Obviously, I don't want or need it. I don't understand these guys. Also, this time, my ex left me a letter. I was not surprised about that. I figured he would tell me off. That's not what the letter said, though. I've attached it here. What do you make of it? Why would he imply that he wants to get back together with me, but at the same time throw all my gifts at, uh, into a box on my doorstep and give them away to his friends? Please don't post or share the letter at all. Please don't read much of it on the air. I want anonymity and privacy. Okay. Well, this is a, this person wants it all at every turn. Yeah, she wants to be in control here. This is. I mean, I think sometimes with all the gifts you're I'm giving. Not, yeah, but, well, but even sorry to interrupt. I, I'm going to say to her right now. Yeah, we love you. We're happy you sent in. We're happy that you 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 trusted the podcast enough to you know give it to, for us to give you advice on it. But we're not going to just tell you you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, Shelby. We can't just hold your hand. We can't just hold your hand, right, Carl. We can't just hold your hand. Because reading this out loud, and maybe she'll realize it when she hears this back, but there's a lot of hypocrisy in this email. There is. Right? Yeah, you, you, you we're not just going to agree with you here. No, this she tells him it's cast. over. She says, I don't want it. No opinion. It's over. Anything you say to me will make me upset. Yeah. So now we're getting the, she's painting the picture of how she deals with, uh, with problems. So you, the way you deal with problems is to say, don't tell me anything I don't want to hear. It's going to upset me too much. Mm-hmm. So, listen, fine, if that's what you want. But then he comes with all of your shit and drops at your front door and you go, well, why would he do this and then say maybe he wants to get back together? And it's like you make the decision to break up on your own. Mm-hmm. Well said. So don't – you drive your bus, let him drive – every one of us – deals with heartbreak in different ways. Every one of us deals with how we get ended with and how we, you know, all in our own ways. I agree. I think she was, I mean, listen, he was So probably, don't judge him by was, how he yeah. reacts to being dumped. dumped. He's dumped. And then he probably had a couple of drinks and returned in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, and, and why would he not want to hear your shit there? Because it's a reminder of you. Totally. It's a reminder of someone who ended it with him. If you've been dumped, you want you you. It feels like you're a loser. Yeah, you want to get rid of all the all memories of. of I I don't see anything wrong with what he did. No, not at all. I think she's just mad because he returned in the middle of the night. I see something wrong with with saying, with with cutting someone's arm off and then getting mad that they screamed while you did it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to all of us, doesn't it? We're three people who are not involved with this. So because the email. It bothers me in a way because I, I and I'm not bothered by her. I understand she's going through a tough time. I'm bothered that she's like, well, why do these guys throw everything I gave them? Because they don't, they're not with you anymore. Yeah, it's what, what over. Do don't walk away from the burning house that you just lit on fire and ask why it's still on fire. I want to know what's in the box. It's what, probably what kind of stuff shitty is she giving him? Want anyway? Yeah, why? If you're giving him <laughs> shitty gifts, maybe. They, maybe yeah, I, 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 this is why I don't give material things to people. Material things to me, 
This is the reason I don't give material gifts to significant others because it feels like it is used against you the minute you guys break up. Totally. Totally. I actually need to pick up some stuff from an ex-girlfriend. Yeah? Really? <laughs> She's got a jacket of mine. So well, that's the thing. You want the jacket back. But I think, yeah, it's been awkward. There's always this awkwardness. I agree. But <laughs> it sucks. If you told him it's over, I mean. But this is the thing. You, you ended it for the reasons you ended it. Yeah. They had nothing to do with why he would want to end it. Or he, why he would want to stay in it. You made the decision. And it's a handwritten letter. Who writes handwritten letters like that anymore? Good for him. Old school. I like it. It's like the notebook. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think like, she. why did these guys throw everything away? Why did they toss it back at me? Obviously, I don't want it. You should throw these things away yourself. Uh, the letter, I'm not surprised about that. I figured he would tell me off. That's not what... He, see, the thing is, here's what annoys me. This is I'm, I'm getting to the point of why I'm annoyed. Also, my ex left me a letter. I was not surprised about that. I figured he would tell me off. That's not what the letter said, though. I have attached it here. What do you make of it? Why would he imply that he wants to get back together? Here's what annoys me. You made the decision to end the relationship. Now you're looking for him to rubber stamp the ending of the relationship. Instead of saying everything, you know, you want, you want him to go, you're right. You want him to give you yeah, the reason you. that you were right. Yeah. And it's, that's not how life works. You, you, don't, you made a decision for you. You're going to either win or lose in this. I think you're going to win because you weren't happy. You were so unhappy that you did the hardest thing ever, and that's telling someone that you genuinely care about that you don't want to see them again. It's Go hard. with it is that. the hardest thing ever. It's the really, hardest. really hard. Because you do care about him, but that's a different phase of your life. It's time to move on. But don't feel the need to get him to go, and you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course totally. he's going to disagree. He's going to disagree. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Carl Radke, thank you for coming on. Jared, you're the man. J train. Pleasure. And hopefully I'll see you in Lot D at Penn State drinking <laughs> some natural lights again. Sometime. Well, that's where we met. That's where we first met. Lot D25. I had about 35 natural lights. And I, and I dunked my head into a bucket of ice. And that's what it's more. all about. You guys are great. At Carl Radke on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow. Go support. Summer House, Mondays at 10. One Question XYZ is the business and sales podcast. Go check it out. Enjoy. Shelby, thank you for popping on. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freer every Tuesday and Friday. If you're listening right now and you're in Atlanta, come on out to the shows. Atlanta! That's right. Wednesday and Thursday, I'm at Laughing Skull. It's on my website, jaredfree.com. I'm going to be at Atlanta. Atlanta! That's right. Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Come on out. Uh, there's the, 10, the 8 o'clock shows are all sold out. The 10.30 shows, we got room for you. Come on out. Bring a friend. Bring a crew. We'll be back next episode. Boom.